1: Hello, hope you're OK. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Wednesday, August the 16th. And our top story today is that a homeless man has suffered serious burns after reportedly being set on fire as he slept in a tent in Canterbury. A shocking story, and it's understood the victim is in his 40s and has been left with second-degree burns after it happened yesterday afternoon. Now, it took place on grassland behind the Kingsmead Leisure Centre, and our reporter, Jerry Warren, has been to the scene.
2: He was um, treated by paramedics at the scene, apparently, but did not wish to make uh, a complaint to police. Uh, Since then, um, uh, the police have begun an investigation and he is cooperating with them and has been getting some treatment. But local charities involved with the homeless say it's a shocking indication of the abuse that homeless people face on the streets, even being uh, urinated on and have their possessions stolen. And it's not the first time a tent has been set on fire it has happened several times before say say uh, these charities um, so we're, the, the appeal now is from police to try and find witnesses who might have seen what had happened the man has um, quite a badly burnt torso um, and he's getting some treatment for that um, his parents actually live uh, in cyprus and they've been in contact with us to say how, sh- how shocked they are by what has happened. Their son called them to tell them of the incident. Um, they're obviously frustrated they're not, not here. They've been living in Cyprus for many years, having retired there. Um, but they're obviously naturally concerned for his welfare. Um, particularly as he's he's vulnerable and living on on the streets.
1: Well, back in June last year, a homeless man suffered burns to his hands and feet after his tent was torched in Toddler's Cove. If you do have any information on this most recent attack, we've got details on how to get in touch with the police or crime stoppers within the story at Kent Online.
0: Kent Online News.
1: Other top stories for you today, and it's been revealed a three-month-old baby from Ramsgate who died in a London hospital suffered fatal head injuries. Hunter Hodges was taken to the QEQM hospital with a swollen head and bruising to the face. He was later taken to London but couldn't be saved. An investigation is ongoing. A man in his 20s and a woman in her late teens were arrested and remain on bail. A Ramsgate man who attacked another man with golf clubs before stabbing him has been handed an extended prison sentence. 44-year-old Damien Catchpole from Trove Court on Newcastle Hill left the victim needing 10 days of hospital treatment. He'll serve eight years behind bars and a further four on licence. A woman who drove four armed robbers to the home of their victim has been locked up. Abigail Duke from Vincent Gardens in Sheerness waited in the car while the attackers carried out their assault on Glenn Henson. She then drove them away from the scene. The 21-year-old pleaded guilty and has been jailed for 30 months. Now, it's feared Thanet will be one of the worst affected places in the country when energy prices rocket this autumn. The most recent figures seen by the Kent Online podcast show one in eight households there is already in fuel poverty. The previous year, it was one in ten. Well, Labour councillor Rob Yates represents Margate Central Ward, where 19% of homes are classed as fuel poor. He's really concerned about what's around the corner. It's
3: genuinely uh, terrifying, to be honest. And to to exacerbate it, it's got some of the um, worst insulated properties in the whole of the southeast. And as well, you've got the hospitality sector, where a lot of smaller businesses... Are already struggling and they're telling me local pubs, local restaurants, local uh, bakeries saying they're already in debt for gas prices and they don't know how they're going to survive either.
1: Would for them that be because they had the two years of such uncertainty and not much business as that set them right back?
3: So I think the furlough was helpful um, and we need something akin to that for this uh, cost of living crisis because it's not only affecting households who desperately also need support, but businesses uh, need support as well, because otherwise we're just gonna see a mass um, bankruptcy, mass closure of our hospitality businesses. As those energy prices double and then double again,
1: and why is it that there is so much fuel poverty in Thanet in particular? Would you say? I mean, for anyone who's been to the area, they know towns like like Margate. It's got very old properties. I mean, does that add to the problem you mentioned about the insulation as well?
3: Yeah, exactly, Nicola. So the ONS has stated that um, the highest uh, the, the 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 age of the property is the most significant factor. Uh, in the energy efficiency of those properties. Um, And again, a high percentage of residents uh, are on prepayment meters, which is actually more expensive. Um, So you've got properties that really need a large amount of energy to heat them, and prepayment meters which actually exacerbate the problem because it's actually more expensive than paying by direct debit
1: what more could be done then you mentioned there that perhaps something akin to to the furlough i mean do you think this cost of living these payments that are being made by the government over successive months need to be um increased or i mean what would your recommendation be
3: well all i can say is that labor has made a suggestion that the energy cap isn't increased um and therefore Um, every household would see £1,000 or £2,000 reduced from their energy bills this winter. So that you wouldn't jump to £4,000. I think you would remain at £2,000. And they do that by taxing, uh, having a windfall tax on the oil and gas companies.
1: A Labour County councillor has suggested that schools stay open for longer and at weekends um, from September and when it starts to get a bit colder so children have somewhere warm to go. I mean in 2022 in Britain that sounds like a a crazy proposal but I mean it's something that might be needed.
3: Yeah I think what's important is that we we keep all options on the table at the moment as we come into this but we can see it's coming and uh, the government needs to act. Um, I think what I'd say to local residents in Thanet is that please go on the Thaler District Council website or uh, Energy in the home. And there are um, small things that uh, the council can do when it's like linking to um, fuel banks for support, paying energy bills and making recommendations about how to improve insulation. But it's a sticking plaster because the cost, like if the costs are quadrupling, then reducing bills by 50 pounds uh, a month, to be honest, if it's four if it's four thousand pounds a year, then just reducing fifty pounds a year isn't isn't really gonna cut the mustard. So yeah, it's a it's a real emergency and I think then it's going to be in the heart of this, this whirlwind of, of pain that's going to come down the line.
1: Every area of Kent has seen an increase in fuel poverty and families who qualify for the government's cost of living payment are being urged to check they've received it. Now, to find a link for advice on that cost of living payment, do head to today's unemployment story on Kent Online. It shows the number of people out of work in Kent went down by 550 in July. Unemployment has been dropping, actually, since April last year, with just over... Over 37,600 people claiming jobless benefits in the county last month. However, that is still about 4,700 more than before the first COVID lockdown.
0: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group. With showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG,
1: Seat and Vauxhall. A caravan's been destroyed in an explosion at a holiday park on Sheppey. Fire crews were called to the Sherland Dale site in Eastchurch last night. It's thought to have been caused by a gas bottle and thankfully it's understood no one was injured. You can see pictures from the scene by heading to Kent Online. A Rochester woman who started shoplifting after her benefits were stopped has avoided being sent to prison. A court heard the 33-year-old started taking items from co-op stores so she could feed herself between June and July. She also stole lager to try and sell to make money after not getting any universal credit for nine weeks due to an admin error. Magistrates have placed her on a two-year conditional discharge. Now, it could take two more years to put together a plan for 27,000 new homes in Medway. It's been a big row over where new 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 developments should go, with the council leader blaming the delay on a political deadlock. While controversial sites earmarked for housing include Chatham Docks and the Hoo Peninsula, but the full proposals still haven't gone out to public consultation. Thousands of pounds has been raised for a car repair shop in Dartford following a devastating wildfire. Eight fire engines were called when flames tore through the building on Birchwood Road last week. The owner has described trying to stamp out the blaze before being overpowered. Now, a Maidstone mum has been chatting to the Kent Online podcast about trying to raise money to get her daughter an assistance dog so she can go to college. Ellie Bourner is 16 and she was diagnosed with Tourette's a few years ago. Her family got a dog to help with therapy and alert her when a tick attack is coming on. However, he's had to retire due to illness and they now need £10,000 to train up a replacement. Mum Elisa has been speaking to Lucy.
4: Ellie has been diagnosed with Tourette syndrome and anxiety and we're in the process of waiting for an autism assessment as well because we think she's on the spectrum. Um, the last couple of years have been really tough, obviously, with lockdown um, and, the, you know, the Tourette's syndrome of the ticks, uh, which is why we decided on the assistance dog, because Ellie went to Catch-22 Skill Centre in Maidstone, where she was doing function skills in maths and English. They put her on the therapy dog programme, and we found that just the presence of the dogs really eased Ellie's ticks and her anxiety, So we decided to go down the road of getting an assistance dog to be owner-trained because we didn't fall under a charity, which is why we got Toby, but unfortunately he's been really poorly, which is why he's got to retire. So we're going for the Labrador puppy to be trained up, um, hopefully through an organisation, which is why we're doing the fundraising to sort of help give Ellie a better chance of living an independent life.
1: Uh, Why is it that you don't fall under a category to get help from a charity? Our case
4: is so specific, um, obviously, sort of medical detection dogs, they're trained um, sort of for heart rate, which can trigger a heart attack, whereas sort of a a high heart rate triggering an anxiety attack or a Tourette's sort of attack doesn't count. Um, and unfortunately we just don't fall under the main big umbrella and also because we haven't got a diagnosis at the moment of autism we can't go through autism dogs and plus a lot of the charities as well the waiting list can be sort of five six years for a dog so that's why a lot of people are now deciding to own a train um and try and sort of get some training through the organisations. So being owner-trained, we still have the legal rights of a charity, an organisation-trained dog. It's just obviously, you know, we have to fund everything ourselves.
1: Yeah, incredibly frustrating for you. And how has it been since Toby's been sort of unable to, to do what he, he used to be able to do? Her anxiety is a lot
4: worse, which is triggering more tick attacks. Um. So Ellie decides to stay at home because she just doesn't feel able to come out with me which before when toby was working ellie was she'd pop down to our local audi you know pop in and get something she'd pop to a local costa coffee get herself a coffee sit in there read a book um so she was starting to get independence and doing things that normal 16 year olds want to do going out meeting with her friends but she doesn't feel she can do that now without the assistance dog. We feel like we've gone backwards because she was independent. She was going to college three times a week. Um, so the college is what they call the Catch-22 um, centre. But she just, it's so sad because she just, she can't do it. And it's a shame because Hadlow had everything in place. All the risk assessments were done for Toby to go. We'd been up, He'd he'd had, you know, all his temperament tests done to make sure he was suitable to be around all the animals at college and the students at the college, but it, it's just gone so horribly wrong that we've had to pull him from from his job, um, which means we feel like we've gone backwards with Ellie.
1: You can follow our sister radio station KMFM on socials for a link to their fundraising page. There's still a warning: thunderstorms could cause disruption in Kent. Some roads have already started flooding in parts of England, and experts reckon more rain could fall in the space of two hours than we had in the whole of July. A yellow alert will be in force across the county for the next couple of days, and it's feared the water won't soak into the earth properly following the heatwave.
0: Kent Online reports
1: the famous knife angel sculpture is returning to Kent. You may have seen it in the county before. It's made from over 100,000 blades seized by police and was previously on display at Rochester Cathedral back in 2019. The sculpture is now coming to Maidstone next month as part of a campaign to raise awareness about knife crime. People who've been involved in a crash in Kent could soon take part in a fitness to drive scheme instead of being fined or prosecuted. They can be referred by police and take an assessment designed to improve their driving skills and cut out any bad habits. It's hoped it'll help make the county's roads safer. A marina in Medway has been bought by a couple who used to own a company that ran sightseeing cruises on the Thames. Chillingham Marina and Waterfront Leisure Centre went on the market last year, with the sport facility closing permanently as a result of the pandemic, while well, managers are now promising improvements for those who have boats there. A Kent Council has defended a video showing a ride on mower being used used on parched grass at Tankerton Slopes. You can head to Kent Online to see that video today. Another worker was filmed with a strimmer during the middle of the heatwave, which has left the ground incredibly brown. While Canterbury City Council say the work was needed to tackle weed growth. Barbie is launching a new doll with hearing aids following a campaign by Kent Strictly champion Rose Ailing Ellis. The actress from Hythe became the first deaf contestant to win the dancing show last year. She says it's really important children have access to toys that represent a diverse range of people. Because it will make the children understand the world around them and to be more accepting of people who are different and not find it weird or odd. A number of other versions will be released this week, including one with a prosthetic limb and another with a wheelchair. And it's National Rollercoaster Day, and the UK's oldest wooden one at Margates, Dreamland is getting ready to turn 102 years old. The Scenic Railway first opened in 1920. A competition to name the two trains that run on the ride has also been launched.
4: Kent Online Sports.
1: Football and Gillingham welcome Harrogate to Priestfield for the first time ever tonight. It follows their 3-0 defeat at Tranmere at the weekend. Well, I've been catching up with our sports editor, Matthew Panting. So a chance for Gillingham to try and bounce straight back from the weekend's defeat there, Matthew. How bad was it at Tranmere?
5: Duels weren't that great, it has to be said. And manager Neil Harris probably got the tone right after the game. He was clearly holding back when speaking to the media, but he was also conscious of not going overboard, given that it is only one game and only three points at start. And it's the first time his side have played that badly this season. Whether it was the, the hot weather, and it was nearly as warm in Liverpool as it was down south on Saturday, or whether it was the formation, I think both were contributing factors. Uh, obviously, Max Aymer didn't finish the game. He came off uh, through illness in the second half. Whether that was down to the heat, we don't know. But Jules seems to struggle with both. They never look settled. And uh, once Tranmere ahead, even though Jordan Green hit the post in the second half, the Jules were always on the back foot.
1: And Harrogate have had a mixed start to the season with win, loss and a draw. What more do we know about them?
5: It's the first meeting between the two clubs, which probably uh, means that Jules know very little. But uh, it's a third season in the Football League for Harrogate, a place probably uh, known more for Betty's tea shop than its football team in all honesty, but underestimate them at your peril. They've got an excellent young manager in Simon Weaver and Jules will be keen to recreate the performance they put in against Rochdale in their first home game of the season.
1: And this is only their second game at home for Gillingham this season. How important do you think it's going to be to create a bit of a fortress at Priestfield this year?
5: Well, we're only two away games in and Jules have already scored none and conceded five. So the early indications are the bulk of points, as you'd expect, would need to be collected at Priestfield. The fans are right behind Neil Harris's team in that first game against uh, Rochdale and given Given the recent stepping back of Chairman Paul Scally, I think it's fair to say there might be a more positive atmosphere inside the ground as well. However, we all know that will be dictated by results and Jules will need to be performing on the pitch in order to keep the fans on their side. The top three last season in League 2 all won 14 home games so there's an indication of the levels Jules will be keen to reach but whether they've got enough quality to achieve that remains to be seen.
1: Matthew, thanks ever so much. Kick-off tonight is at 7.45 and there will be a new face in the Gillingham squad as they've signed a winger on loan from Lincoln City. Hakib Adelakin is moving to Priestfield on a season-long loan from the League 1 club. Boss Neil Harris says the 20 six-year-old will add great competition to the attacking end of the pitch. And in tennis, Kent's Emma Raducanu is taking on who she says is the best tennis player of all time at the Cincinnati Masters later. The 19-year-old from Orpington is playing 23-time Grand Slam champion Serena Williams, who recently announced her plans to retire. Emma's using the tournament to prepare for the US Open, where she defends her title. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Instagram and TikTok and you can get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site by subscribing. All you need to do is head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe and whilst you're on the site today you can see a picture of a bizarre bug that's been spotted in a garden in Broadstairs.
0: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast.
1: This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes
0: Group